podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello there guys, what is going on? Daniel Childs back here again for another episode of The Breakdown. Today's edition of The Breakdown, we're going to be looking at potential left-back targets for Chelsea in the January transfer window. Last week's episode, we focused on Levi Colwell playing at left-back. The good, the bad, the ugly, all of that stuff, we, we've spoken a lot about that. So please go and check out that episode if you haven't already. But this is really looking at this month. And if Chelsea, as reports suggest, are looking in the market for a potential left-back signing, these are the players that I think Chelsea should be looking at and trying to target within this window. Now, I think the main thing that's inspired this for me is Malo Gusto and the performances of Malo Gusto. And it's kind of, for me, what the objective should be around a signing, especially in this month where there isn't a lot of time left for Chelsea to make a deal especially with FFP regulations and also the unlikelihood of signing someone who's kind of a first team player, especially at the moment, unless you are willing to pay insane amounts, which I don't think Chelsea are, especially in this month compared to 12 months ago, then you kind of are limited in some way. But I actually think maybe that means that Chelsea get a smarter signing that actually in the end looks like a better addition to the squad, especially because now Ben Sherwell is back from injury. So it's not only looking at the style of Ben Sherwell, the sort of things that you could make a comparison to Ben Sherwell, so you'll feel confident of those players rotating. But then also, as I say, looking at Malo Gusto, the age profile of signings that Chelsea have made over the past 12 months, which are for players under the age of 25, in some cases, under the age of 23, to be honest. Not tons of experience, not tons of football under their belt, but have played to a decent level who could maybe upgrade their game and have the potential to become an even better player. So that's kind of my kind of looking at the scale of this for Chelsea. We do have to reference this, and this is the stupidity of Chelsea in some ways. We did allow Lewis Hall to leave in the summer to Newcastle. And although he hasn't officially left and gone permanently to Newcastle, it is expected that will happen in the summer. It's a similar situation now with Ian Matson, who has gone alone to Borussia Dortmund for the rest of the season. But it is fully expected that Borussia Dortmund will trigger that release clause, I, I believe, around £35 million for Ian Matson this summer. So Chelsea and as well must mention Marco Correa, who I personally don't think has that much of a future at Chelsea, even though there have been all right performances from him this season. So really, you're looking for someone to deputise Ben Chirwell. You're looking for someone who maybe is a little bit younger, who would be willing, like Malo Gusto was, to make that step up. And then maybe because of Chirwell's kind of dodgy injury record and just the number of games Chelsea could be faced with if they return to the Europe next season, will get substantial minutes to play under Mauricio Pochettino or to, to be safe, depending on when you're watching this video, um, whoever the head coach is. And I think that's important. So we've got some players from France. Uh, unsurprisingly, Liga. I think it's a really good league to adapt from um, into the Premier League. I think that's that's a fair point. Malo Gusto is a great example. Benoit Badia-Shil. I, I do have some criticism of, criticisms of Axel Dezassi. But I don't think he's overly struggled in the Premier League in terms of he doesn't look ready for the Premier League. I think it's more just like his level as a player. And I know some people get really outraged about this. There is a player from the Championship, a high-performing Championship team, a name that was suggested to me that I wanted to look at a little bit more in depth. Firstly, a name that you may have heard. It's one that I've heard consistently from Brest, and that is Bradley Loco. So we look at the um, McClackbot, Chicago Dimitri set it up in terms of comparing Ben Chirwell 
and Bradley Locko. I, I took Ben Sherwell from last season because he had nearly 2,000 minutes this season. It, it's not kind of a big enough scale to, to look at, I think, from a, a fair point of view, comparing him to Locko for this season. And as you can see here, there are things, in, especially in red, that Locko is, is excelling at in terms of passing, in terms of tackles, interceptions, percentages of dribblers tackle. We'll, we'll look at an example of that. Um, in terms of deliveries into penalty error, crosses. There are things here, successful dribbles, progressive carries that make Loco look like a very accomplished player at a young age and a competent player at that and someone who would hopefully fit quite nicely if you are rotating those two players. Looking at some examples here, 1v1 defending, I, this is quite flattering to, to Loco to, to look at here. Uh, we haven't got all day to look at things, but Kylian Mbappe. He's going up against Kylian Mbappe here. This was last season. One-on-one, -on -one, one of the most deadly players in, in this environment. Mbappe runs up to him, tries to take the ball past him. He's calm, he's composed, and clinically takes the ball away from Mbappe and is able to start a counter-attack. So this here, I think, it is a great demonstration of against, as I say, an elite level of opponent that he looks very agile, looks composed, doesn't look fearful when in these situations. Because especially as well, I'm thinking in terms of type of scenarios at Chelsea that we've seen Levi Colwell encounter is you're not only coming up against high quality wingers on a consistent basis it's also those type of situations especially more in a back four than maybe a back three but then also if Chelsea did move to a back three you'd want to have the confidence someone could play wing back too so I was really impressed by clips like this uh, Mbappe really of course uh, singles it out and, and was one that I, I thought I had to mention so to give him some credit defensive positioning too I think he's quite impressive looks very alert here Great example, ball gets played into the box. His defensive positioning is absolutely perfect to prevent a goal, clears the ball. Again, not a lapse in concentration. This is something that Marco Correa, I think, has fallen a victim of and, and, and guilty of since signing for Chelsea. A sense, especially at the back post in, in areas where you just need to have that cover. You just need to be alert. You need to cover your uh, centre-backs and really push in, tuck in. And I think that's what Loco provides as well. And here as well, I, I was impressed like we saw in Malagosto when he switched over from right to left against Preston. Loco here takes it onto his right foot, cuts inside and plays a pretty dangerous ball into the box. So there is an ability here to create as well. Doesn't look scared to take it onto his right foot and, and cross the ball as well. So you, we need that productivity from a left back too. It's not just about defensively, it's also offensively, their movement, their productivity, getting the ball inside the box and hopefully helping out in the final third. And lastly here, interceptions and being really aggressive, uh, really alert here, looking to get on the front foot, a really proactive defender, feel that very much matches up with what Pochettino's looking to do, matches up what Chelsea need on that side of the field and really create those transition opportunities and, and, and allow players like Mikhailo Mudrik on that side or Noni Manawake or Carl Palmer, especially get away and Nicholas Jackson to use that speed. And when you've got a left back that can be this proactive and move the ball quickly, get in there, win a foul and turn the ball over, that's really important as well. And that's something I think Ben Sherwell excels at. The second player to look at here is someone from Ipswich, and that is Leif Davis. Second in the championship, Ipswich are. They are the second highest scorers in the league so far this season. He is second uh, in assists in the championship so far as well to Adam Armstrong of Southampton. He's created 60 chances. That accounts for 2.50 per 90. 
and as you can see the comparisons here there is a major difference here that we're going to look for examples of uh, Leif Davis and what potentially he brings what is his speciality and he is much more of an offensive fullback slash wingback of any of the examples I'm giving here um, because as I say under McKenna Ipswich are a very attack-minded team they have conceded quite a few goals but that risk reward strategy has worked out wonders for them and a big part of that strategy is Leif Davis is really making himself known in the championship I mean from set pieces he is a real threat and his ability to take a set piece especially from corners and, and link up with players like Chaplin at Ipswich has been a consistent threat for that team it's not just a good corner it's a good corner routine that the ball is not just played high and aimless it's a uh, cut back misses out all the bodies against Preston and Ipswich score another example here this was one of their most recent games against Sunderland brilliant cross into the box Chaplin finishes it so again from a set piece point of view if you're looking for a player who's going to offer that I think Davis very much looks like that's his speciality and as well when he gets into open play positions he's able to deliver a quality of ball it's not just a wild swing into the box it's a real nice floated ball that finds Broadhead scores another goal here in in terms of an attacking outlet in terms of a creative outlet it's quite clear to Ipswich who are aiming for promotion this season and looking to this player on a consistent basis he is a big source of the way they attack maybe as well could develop I mean when you look at his age profile he's 24 years old so he's a little bit older compared to some of the other players I'm listing here I do think in terms of productivity I'm seeing more of a wing back than a fullback here I'd be concerned going the other way but again a name that was mentioned to me and when you look at his output from that position I think is really exciting the final player to speak about here is a, a little bit of a, a left field one. But again, if we're just going based on whatever your criticisms are and reservations of Chelsea strategy, if you're just going on the type of players that Chelsea sign, I wouldn't be surprised if this is one on their list. Because when I looked at FB Rev and I looked at similar players to Chilwell over the last year, this player came in sixth and is, is one that, again, I could see making a move somewhere in the next 12 months and that is Darlin Yongwa. He's currently at AFCON playing for Cameroon so he's not playing league football at the moment. Now I did make a comparison this season. This was the one time I looked at Chilwell's minutes this season compared to Yongwa because he only has 701 minutes at 23 years old in Liga for Lorient compared to Ben Chilwell who's just returned 336 minutes so you expect in the upcoming weeks that to creep up for Ben Chilwell. In terms of as I say, a profile, when you look at this chart, not radical difference, uh, not wildly compared to, say, Leif Davis. In terms of scoring contributions, there's a similarity there. In terms of successful dribbles, in terms of interceptions, there's something to be impressed by there. And this tweet here from someone who watches him on a regular basis uh, points out that he's one of the breakout stars in Liga in 2023. Not only he scored at the Parc de Prince and Velodrome, roaming from wing-back position, he has been excellent in, rather, in a rather dull Lorient sign. Hope he'll be noticed more tonight against uh, Guinea so obviously he's playing currently AFCON and could be one to watch if you are watching AFCON and want to spot certain players that could be of interest when you look at his performance against PSG it was really impressive I mean it wasn't just the fact that he scored in that game here we show an example of him crossing and it's a brilliant left-footed cross it deserves a goal I mean it's a horrendous miss I mean maybe this is preparing him for life at Chelsea if he provides this sort of service 
to someone and they absolutely blast it over. I mean, maybe this is a moment you could see happen at Chelsea, to be honest, uh, just for a little bit of gallows humour there. But it, his delivery in that aspect looks really promising. Again, the calibre of team he's playing at is, is something to be impressed by. In terms of his link-up, under pressure, off the ball movement. I use this example here. Tight spaces, linking up quite well with, with the winger here and then making a move beyond the ball. Looking to accelerate, making daring runs. That's an important point as well. I think from what we need from a fullback is very much going beyond the ball. That's been a frustration we have had at times with Levi is because he's not a natural fullback. He's really making those runs into the areas that say Ben Sherwell excels at. And then goals, I mean, scores a brilliant goal here. Brilliant positioning inside the box. Sweeps up the chance uh, brilliantly. Massive goal. The second one is just a wonderful left-footed finish outside the box. Top corner, bang, smashes it past the goalkeeper. And sure, in terms of minutes this season... Not as much as Bradley Locko, probably not as much experience, but is a name that I think is interesting when you look at the, as I say, that pie chart very much backs up FB Ref, as I say, looking at his numbers over the past season and why he is in some way similar to Ben Chirwell. Now, I know some people will look at players like uh, Robinson from Fulham. They'll look at Nathan Ake, he's been touted again. I can't see him moving from Man City this month. But if Chelsea are to make a move this month, if they are looking for the future, which is what Malagosto was. I think one of the great things about Malagosto as a signing was it was for once Chelsea being very proactive ahead of a situation. In some ways, they could have been more proactive in, in terms of finding a backup for Reese James, but it, this season it has paid dividends for Chelsea because Reese James has, of course, been injured for a lot of it. So Malagosto has naturally played a lot of football and we have seen a benefit that Malagosto has brought to Chelsea. So you're kind of being proactive and saying... Chilwell, we're not quite sure what his fitness level is going to be like, but at, at, at the very least, we now have a backup who we entrust will play that position on a regular basis and could fill in as deputy and understudy and maybe even take first place for large periods, periods of the season. Because Chilwell has a similar injury record, unfortunately, to Reese James in recent years, and that has been a problem for Chelsea. So for me, it's not for me, Chelsea have to be proactive here with this position like they did with right back. Chelsea, for me, have to be proactive in this position. And I don't really want to be sat here in, in, in a year's time. And Chelsea either are still persisting with players like Marco Correa, who I think have massive flaws, or are still playing centre-back in that role when they could have actually gone out for not major expense and bought someone who could have played a decent role. So those are my three options. Please do let me know yours in the comments below. Will Chelsea actually make a signing? Of course, that's a, a big question. And would Chelsea even be looking at these type of players? I think it's hard to know. Thank you so much for taking the time to watch this show. If you're a Chelsea fan and you want more carefree content, please do hit that subscribe button. Really helps the channel out as well as the like button and sharing it around with friends so more people can get involved in the community. And you can follow Son of Chelsea across socials at Son of Chelsea on TikTok, on Instagram and on X. Thank you. Podcast Network.